Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me on the Behold podcast. I just wanted to give you a quick little note that this episode was originally only made as a YouTube video, and it can be found in its entirety here, as well as its entirety with the video on our YouTube channel, which can be found in the show notes. Thank you so much for being a part of our Behold community, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to Behold, a series for women longing to live a life worthy of the call they have received. I'm Christy Horsch, and this is episode number 10. Hello, everyone. Welcome back for episode number 10. We made it to 10. How exciting is that? We're double digits. It's so exciting. So much fun. Thank you all so much for being here. I know that sometimes it can be a lot to jump on and to watch this. So I just want you to remember you can listen too because I don't do a whole lot of visual stuff in here. So you can just have it on and listen to it in the background as you're doing other things. I, since the beginning of this series, we've been going through this tool and just talking about different ways of how we can change our mindset through life coach mindset tools. And today I want to put that into practice a little bit for you. I've asked you for some examples of circumstances that you might face. And we're just going to, in a very general way, run through our tool, our, our model for mindset work so that we can see that in action and see how it plays out. But first, I would like us to start with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Come Holy Spirit, fill our hearts. Fill our minds, fill our souls. Help us to follow you. Give us the wisdom to know when you are prompting us to a new stage in our life, to a new step. Help us to see you're working in, in our lives every day. Help us to follow you with a cheerful heart. And today as we go through this episode and through this series together, help us to hear what you want us to hear, to say what you want us to say, and help all that we do to give glory to you. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, so today I actually also wanted to start with a verse, and this verse is from Romans 12.2. Do not conform yourselves to this age, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and pleasing and perfect. I just love that because he's telling us right there that we need to be transformed by the renewal of our mind. And that is exactly what we are doing with this work. We are transforming our minds. And when we do this work, we end up finding what is good, pleasing, and perfect to the Lord. And the joy that comes from that is just something that can't even be described. And from that place, I have some exciting announcements, but I'm going to share them for the, save them and share them at the end. So stick with me through this and we'll, we'll get to that in just a little bit. But as we've talked about before, this mindset tool is really powerful, but it's not the first step. The first step is to start recognizing your thoughts, recognizing what you're thinking and that you are not your thoughts, that you are your soul and you are a complete person, mind, body, and soul, that God has made you that way. And that because of that, you have power over your brain. You can control your thoughts and you can choose your thoughts. And by choosing your thoughts, you can then create the feelings and actions and results that you want in your life. So that's step one is just recognizing it, just acknowledging it. 
Step two is building that trust with yourself, learning how to love yourself again, learning how to renew your relationship with yourself. Okay, so we've been working on a lot of tools for that too. And then this is the third step where we start to model out what we're thinking and choosing those new thoughts and putting that into practice. And this takes some time, okay? And so that's why I'm gonna give you these examples so you can kind of see this in action and we can kind of go from there. So our first example, the, the situation. I'm gonna kind of give you a quick little scenario. It's gonna be pretty broad in general, just so it can touch more people that way. And then we'll kind of pare it down a little bit into a neutral circumstance and go from there. So let's say the situation is that your toddler is throwing a huge tantrum. You're at home, the toddler is throwing a tantrum, screaming, you can't think because they're screaming so loud and you end up yelling. Maybe at that toddler, maybe at another kid, but you're yelling and you don't wanna be the mom who yells. Okay, so that's the situation. So the circumstance, remember our circumstance has to be totally neutral. It has to be something that we can prove in a court of law. And so you might say that a toddler tantrum could be proven to anyone, and I'd probably agree with you, but we could just instead, if we to make this circumstance completely neutral, we can say toddler is speaking in an increased volume and lying on the floor kicking and waving arms, okay? So then our thought in that circumstance might be she shouldn't be doing that. And from that, she shouldn't be doing that comes that I'm a bad mom because she shouldn't be doing that. So if I would have taught her better, if I would, if I were a better mom, she wouldn't be doing that. So then that kind of spirals into the I'm a bad mom thought. <clears throat> and so from that thought, we start to feel hopeless and like a failure and just really overwhelmed. And from those feelings, as those feelings are all bubbling up, we yell. We start to yell at the toddler. We yell at the other kids who are making noise in the room. We just overwhelm and hopelessness and fear and failure are big feelings. And so sometimes they come out in a big way, like yelling at your kids. And so then our result ends up being that we're disconnected from the kids. And we've also proved that thought, the original thought we had. Okay. So instead, let's try it again. Let's run it through this, this model again. Um, we're having that same toddler on the floor, increased volume of voice, kicking and flailing their arms. So now when we're doing this work, rarely in that moment, especially in the beginning, are you going to stop your thought mid moment and change it? This work needs to happen ahead of time or afterwards. So for example, if this happened today, that the toddler's throwing a fit, you yell, when you sit down tonight or tomorrow morning to go through your thought work, you might choose this as the circumstance that you want to go through. And then you use that, <coughs> excuse me, you use that moment of the circumstance and write through this whole thing, write what actually happened and write what you would like to happen when this happens again, because we all know our toddlers will throw another tantrum. So you go through it again and this time you choose what you want your thoughts to be. Then when you're in that situation, in that moment, and your brain will automatically go, because it is a, a moment where it's probably a little more stressful, your brain is automatically going to go and say, she shouldn't be doing this, you're a bad mom. And that will be the trigger to you of, oh, I don't think that way anymore. I wrote down a better thought. This was my thought that I'm gonna think now. And then that is how you start to train yourself to make these thoughts 
more available and more ready to you when you need them. It's not just making it up in, at the spot in the moment. That comes a little bit, that will happen sometimes a little bit later. But there are still times where I have a circumstance, I don't, I don't manage my mind well through it, and then I sit down and I figure out how I want it to be the next time. And then I remind myself when that next time comes, when I think those thoughts I don't want to think, I remind myself, oh yeah, we don't talk to ourselves that way anymore. Here we go. This is what we're going to think instead. And it can change that whole circumstance pretty quickly. The more you practice this, the more you'll get better at it because experience leads to expertise. So if you want to get really good at this, you just need to keep practicing it over and over and over again. And it sounds daunting, but I just want you to remember that I just learned about these tools about eight, eight or nine months ago. And so in that time, I've been able to um, lose 100 pounds and be more connected to my family and to God. And I've been able to start homeschooling my kids and start um, start a business and still feel like I have more time than I had before. And these things are just a natural side effect of managing your mind. Okay. So yes, it does take practice, but it doesn't take quite as much practice as you might assume. Your brain is really smart. You are smart and you are able to pick up on this as long as you do the work, sit down once a day, write through a circumstance, go through this whole tool, you'll be getting this in no time, okay? So let's go back to our toddler tantrum after my little jet out there. Um, so instead, I might decide, I might not know my thought right away, but I know that in that moment when the toddler's throwing a tantrum, I don't wanna feel like a failure and I don't wanna feel like I'm overwhelmed. So maybe I'll start by piecing in that feeling first. And so for me, the feeling I want to feel when I am, when the toddler's throwing a tantrum is I want to feel confident. I want to feel in control of that moment. And so for me to be able to get to that feeling, I need a thought. I need to decide what thought is going to get me to that confident feeling. And for me, that thought might be, I can do hard things or I'm a good mom and I know exactly what I need to do here. Now, for me, when I choose that thought, I know exactly what I need to do. I will brainstorm the actions that I need to do. So if the toddler's throwing a tantrum, tantrum maybe I need to, maybe I know that I need to pick her up, take her to another area, and have a calm conversation with her. Maybe I know that when she throws a tantrum, it's usually because she's thirsty. And so I need to pick her up, explain to her why we don't act that way, and give her a cup of water. Things like that. We just, we know what to do. We know how to help our kids because you, God gave you those kids because he knew exactly who the mom you would be. And he knew exactly that you were equipped to take care of them in the best way to help them on their path towards heaven. Okay. All right. So we've decided we want to feel confident. We've chosen the thought that we know exactly what to do in this situation. So from that thought, we're having the feeling of confidence. From the feeling of confidence, we're able to act calmly. We're able to be rational in that moment, even though the toddler is obviously not going to be rational. And that's okay, because that's exactly what toddlers do. Toddlers throw fits. That's exactly what they do. It's a, it's a part of them testing out the world. It's completely developmentally normal. It's exactly what they're supposed to do. Okay? And so if we're coming from a place where we're accepting that this is exactly what they're supposed to do, but we're still going to train them up. And so we're still going to work with them on this. And then we have that action where, you know, we're giving them the cup of water. We're taking them to another area to calm down, whatever we may need to do in that moment. And we do it. 
okay? And so then our result ends up being that we're proving our original thought. Our original thought of, I know exactly what to do in this moment. We've just shown our brain yes, so we've built up some more of our trust. And we've also maintained connection with our kid because our kid is coming away from this situation not being yelled at. And so they're feeling the, they're feeling our love. And, and so we're still connected. Okay. That disconnection isn't there. All right. So that was our first example. Our second example, and I'm running through these really quick because I'm just trying to give you an idea of when you're writing things down, how quick that this can, this can be for you. Okay. And um, there's other ways to go more in depth and we're going to talk about that in a little bit too, but I just wanted to run through some of these circumstances and situations because several of you have been asking for this for examples. And so I just wanted to throw out some examples and so you can see how this kind of works. So let's do another one. Okay. So let's say you're working and you have a job and you think your job is miserable. You think it's a miserable job and you're miserable in your job. Okay. So first, I would stop you right there because that's not a circumstance. Circumstance has to be neutral. And so instead of thinking my job is miserable or instead of writing down your circumstance as my job is miserable, I would write down the circumstance, I have a job. Okay, I have a job. That's my circumstance, I have a job. So if you are already thinking that your job is miserable, your thoughts about the circumstance of having a job are probably something like this job is the worst, I can't stand being here. This job makes me miserable. It's never going to get better. Thoughts like that are going to make you feel really yucky, very unmotivated. You're not going to be a happy worker. And from those feelings, you're not going to show up well. So your action is going to be that you're not showing up well. You're not trying to connect with the other people you're working with, or if you are trying to connect with them, it's probably in more of a negative way. Like you all want to complain about it together, which also makes you feel kind of yucky. Um, you're probably putting in the bare minimum to get through the day. You know, oh, I just have to do just this much to get through the day, but that might not make you necessarily feel very good either. And you're probably complaining a lot. Um, these actions are going to leave you a, a result of you're not going to find fulfillment in your work. You're not going to have any fulfillment in what you're doing. Okay, so let's try this again. And again, I, I rarely, if I'm looking at a circumstance and breaking this down into the thought, feeling, action, result, I rarely will start with a thought. I rarely know what I want my thought to change to immediately. Instead, I like to, I like to start with the feeling or the action or the result. And so this time, let's work backwards. Let's work with the result. So excuse me, the circumstance is the same. And actually, let's start with an action. We'll start with the action. So I want to show up and do my work well, okay? Even though I know that this isn't my favorite job right now, I want to show up and do my work well. And so then from that, I know that I will end up with a result of feeling accomplished and satisfied at the end of my workday, even if it's not a great job. Okay. So if I'm showing up at work and doing my work well, even if it's not my favorite job, I'll still have that sense of accomplishment. And that's what I'm kind of looking for in, as my result in this situation. And so from there, then I have to decide, okay, what feelings are going to help me get there? Okay. Now in this particular situation, 
once I try our, I'm sorry, I lost my spot. <laughs> um, so anyway, to get to that result and to get to that action, I would need to feel very motivated. So I would need to choose a thought that would help me to feel motivated. And so for me, I could try to approach it from a gratefulness standpoint. And I could think, I'm really grateful I have a job. And I could think, so I could think of it as just a grateful thing. I'm grateful I have a job. And because I'm grateful, that helps me to have motivation. And that motivation helps me to show up well. And that gives me a sense of accomplishment at the end of my day. Or I might approach it from an identity standpoint, you know, like a thought about who I am as a person. And so I might say, I am someone who works hard no matter what. I am a hard worker. Doesn't matter what the circumstances around me. I am going to do my very best at this job. And from that thought, like that this is my identity, I'm a hard worker, I could feel more motivated. And from that motivation, I would um, show up well and feel accomplished at the end of my day. So either way, this would help me to show up. This would help me to get the results that I want. And there are many more thoughts. That's the wonderful thing about this work. Every thought is available to you. Any thought you want to have, you can have, okay? You'd get to choose. So in this particular situation, if I was having trouble at work like this, once I try this thought on and start getting the results at work that I was looking for, I would probably try to take it a step further and do the thought download, which we've talked about previously, where we write down all of our thoughts about work. And then I would determine what's true and what's a lie and what might be true. And then I would start pointing to, if they all kind of started pointing to this job is not for me, I would, I would reevaluate that and I would look at, you know, are there other options for me? Should I be looking for another job? Should I be doing something else? Or were a lot of my thoughts actually not so true and this is actually a pretty good job for me? I would just do that thought download to kind of try to help evaluate what's going on at work. Um, and I pray to the Holy Spirit and really be honest with yourself about what's going on at, in your job. But I would... Like I said, simultaneously, I'd also be trying on that thought of, oh, I'm so grateful to have a job and see if that can kind of start to turn things around and kind of coming from that attitude of greatness or, oh, I'm a hard worker no matter what, if that kind of would help you to feel a little bit better at work. Okay. So the final example for today, you are about to go on to vacation. I thought this was a good one for summer. You're about to go on a vacation and there are many things that you need to do. And so for your circumstance, you would write down that you're going on vacation and you have a to-do list. You wouldn't even say a long to-do list, even though you probably think it's a long to-do list. A long to-do list is subjective and you want your circumstance to be objective. So you would just say that you have a to-do list. Now, originally, you might be thinking, I can't do this. It will never all get done. This is going to go badly. I don't like getting ready for vacation. This is too much for me. Thoughts like this are going to leave you to feel anxious and stressed and overwhelmed. And from those places, you're going to be yelling at everybody in the household. You're going to be procrastinating and buffering like we've talked about. Maybe you're just scrolling through Facebook instead of getting that to-do list done because you're trying to escape this awful feeling of anxiety and stress and overwhelm. Maybe you're doing things halfway, just, just enough to get you out the door, but not the way you had originally planned or wanted to do them. 
And so then your result is you finally get in the car to leave for vacation and you have no peace. You're disconnected from everyone in the house. You feel like everything's halfway done and it maybe takes you a little while before you can relax and get into vacation mode. And so instead with, with this, if I was going to write this down and try this out as my running it through the mindset tool, I would start again with the same circumstance. The circumstances were getting ready to go on vacation and I have a list of things to do. And for me on this one, I would start with the result. And my result that I would want is I would want everything on my list to be done and I'd want to feel peaceful and I would want to feel connected to my family before we leave on our trip. Okay. So to get there, I would need the action of completing my tasks calmly and efficiently. And so to be able to complete my tasks calmly and, and efficiently, I would need to feel calm and confident while I was doing those things. I, I would need to feel calm and confident in what I am doing. And to get to that feeling, I need thoughts like, I can do this, and I'm excited and grateful for the, this vacation. I can do hard things of getting this large family out the door and ready to go. And I can do this well. The Holy Spirit will guide me. Thoughts like this are going to help you get to those feelings, those actions, and the results. Okay? And maybe to believe those thoughts, I might have to do another model. I might need to look at the circumstance again. We're leaving on vacation in two days and there's a lot to do. And so then I want might want my action on the first day to be to make a list to get prepared. Okay? And then I can run through the model with that. So to do that, I need to feel motivated. To feel motivated, I need to have the thought, I'm good at getting us ready to go. I know making a list and delegating tasks will help. And from that thought, I can get to my prelim preliminary work of making the list and schedule and assigning tasks. And I can get all of that done really calmly. And then I can move right into my new thought of how excited I am to accomplish those things on that list so that we can go. I hope that makes sense. Okay. So I hope that it's kind of helpful to see these quick examples of how you can just change your thoughts and get new results. All right. This is not, this is simple, but it's not always easy to put into practice. And because of that, there is life coaching that can be done. Okay. Life coach, a life coach is just somebody who helps you to see where you're being subjective instead of objective. Okay. Somebody to help you figure out what that circumstance in an objective way is, what's actually a thought and not a circumstance, and then just helping you work through that that tool over and over again until it gets you the results that you are wanting. Okay. And so for you, if this is something that you're really feeling called, like God is calling you into this season of renewing your mind, then I encourage you to reach out to me and I can do some life coaching with you. And I offer a free phone call where we can sit down together and it's a curiosity call where we can get curious of how a life coaching can help you and help you meet your goals for the future and help you discover your goals. I've told you before that I went through a long period of time where I had no dreams for myself, no real goals for myself. And through life coaching, I was able to discover that I really did have some dreams and some goals that God was placing on my heart. And through doing this work, I was able to go out and start reaching for them and accomplishing them. And I will be forever grateful for life coaching because of that. So if you go to my website, there is a place there where you can find out more about life coaching and more about signing up for that curiosity call. And the other exciting news 
is that I am going to be starting a weight loss challenge this summer. A lot of you have been asking about how did you lose this weight? So as you know, I've lost 100 pounds now and I um, have done it using these tools. And I've used these tools specifically towards losing weight. And in this weight loss challenge, I am going to tell you exactly how I've done it. I'm going to walk you through those steps. I'm going to tell you what I eat and what I don't eat and when and how much and all all of the things about my weight loss. And I am going to also offer group coaching throughout the challenge so you can have that little bit of extra support with a community, with a group, as well as hearing your own circumstances or circumstances of others. See, sometimes it's really great listening to group coaching because you hear someone else's circumstance and you think in your mind, well, I can see exactly what their thought is. That's just a thought. But then you realize, oh, wait, I'm doing the same thing. My circumstance is just slightly different. And so it's a really beneficial tool to do group coaching. So I will be doing the weight loss challenge. And really, the weight loss challenge is for, is for people who are emotional eaters. It's for people who are buffering with food. And it's for people who have yo-yoed up and down many times, who have tried and tried and had been white-knuckling it and then slipped back into old habits. And this this time doing and because that's that's me that's how I've been and do losing my weight this way I don't have to white knuckle it I'm not white knuckling it it's not that hard I almost feel I don't feel guilty but I almost feel guilty that it's not that hard when people are like wow you've done such a great job that's got to be such hard work well yes and no you know <laughs> like it's definitely the easiest way I've ever lost weight and I, I've yo-yoed a lot. And this is definitely the easiest way I've ever done it. And so I want to share that with you. So if that is something that you are interested in, I will be starting that soon. There are, there are details, some details on the website, and there will be more details to come. So I hope you will enjoy join me for that challenge. And if you are not an emotional eater, but you're like, I still want to be in that challenge, that is awesome. Because you can pick any buffer that you have, and you can just kind of convert the things that we're, we're using and the tools that we're learning to help you in that area as well. But we're, I'll be mostly talking about weight loss, but you can use this for any buffer that you might have. Okay. All right. I think that was all I had for today. So I hope that you will go back and listen to some other episodes that you haven't finished yet, because as I'm posting this, I'm going to be posting, I don't know if you read what I wrote, but I wrote on there that this one doesn't have to be listened to in order like all the rest because it's just giving you the examples. So if you haven't listened to everything previously, feel free to go back and catch up and, and go through the worksheets. If you're on my email list, you're getting those worksheets right to your inbox every week. And if you're in the Facebook group, you can find them on the files page of the Facebook group. If you have any questions, please feel free to email me. I am happy to talk to you. And until we speak again, I hope that you will go out and you will begin to see yourself living the life worthy of the call you have received. And Christy Horsch, God bless.